It's Sunday morning, <coughs> and we are talking about so many things. I Sometimes I wrestle about where to go next. I've been talking about the tithe for the last several weeks, and I'm going to go to something that I hope that I have a hard time getting over to people who are believers. Uh, people think that that the worst people in the world, some think it is homosexuality, abortion, uh, and these subjects. That's not the problem. Drugs is not the problem. The problem is in the pulpits of America. If the preachers were telling the truth, which were in the apostasy and they're not supposed to be telling, uh, if they were telling the truth, America wouldn't be in the shape it's in. You wouldn't have all these shootings and everything else if preachers were preaching what they were supposed to preach. In America, you've got what they call conservative and liberal. Liberal is always identified with the left. Conservative is always identified with the right. Maybe you don't know what the right and the left means. In Congress, the Republicans sit on the right, on the right side of the, of the House or the Senate. Republicans. And the Democrats sit on the left. So anytime somebody's talking about the left, they're talking about Democrats. Now, the Democrats are considered the, they used to be considered the party of the poor people. Let me tell you why that is, of the poor. That's because a man that we had as president, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he took over the presidency after we got into the Depression. And he didn't know what to do. Uh, Woodrow Wilson was the president for him, and he didn't know what to do with the Depression. That was when people were jumping out of buildings and committing suicide, and they had bread lines all over New York, all over the cities of America. It looked like America was going to go down. Well, FDR come up with what he called entitlements. Entitlements were special programs for the new poor and the needy. And particularly, uh, they would started welfare at that time. Well, that made all the people who were poor and especially the black community, since they were very poor back then, uh, kind of leaned towards FDR and the Democratic Party. Most of them, most of them will say they're Democrats. And the liberal, let me read what liberal means. Liberal means not restricted, 
giving freely or being real generous, not strict but tolerant of views of differing from one's own views, broad-minded, tolerant. Tolerant, and they were broad-minded. Well, wars were not supposed to be broad-minded. Now, now, the Democrats have got people fooled. They've, but I'm not a Republican either. I believe the Republicans are more dangerous to the church than anything out there. The so-called conservative, Bible-believing preachers and Christians in America are dangerous because they're so, they call themselves Christians. Our president at one time said he was a Democrat. He saw the opportunity run on the Republican ticket and be a conservative, so he has been playing to all the Christian groups in America. Now, you can go online. I did last night, and I've seen him and heard him. Uh, I asked online if he ever used the F word, if he ever used the GD word. He used it constantly. He used the BS word all during his being elected. And the preachers just overlooked this. It's like, well, if you'll call yourself a Christian, that's all it takes. And he cusses like a sailor. Cusses more than any president we've ever had. He's just a filthy-mouthed man. He's molested a lot of women. What are you, a Republican or Democrat? I'm neither one. For some reason, people think, well, one of these is telling the truth. The truth is somewhere over here on the other side of the universe. It has nothing to do with either one of these. I'm not voting for any of them. Now, the thing that most people will believe that go to church They'll say, well, these Christians, they're conservative right. They don't believe in abortion. They don't believe in homosexuality. And they always, on their platform, they're against it. And the Democrats are liberal. They're tolerant. And they say, we believe in abortion. We believe in homosexuality and lesbianism. And we believe we're trying to get drugs passed. You know, there's something about drugs I can't understand. Everybody thinks it's okay if we have liquor. Uh, but, and liquor kills more people than drugs ever did. And it's okay with both of these parties, but one of them will say, I think drugs are okay, and the other says it's not. When you're talking about conservative in America, you're talking about Republicans on the right, and Christians, and Baptists. I believe Baptist is one of the worst things that's happening in America. They are no more conservative conservative than a one of my dogs. I think my dogs are more conservative. Conservative means to preserve or establish traditions to oppose or resist any changes in these politics. What gets me, these Christian Baptists in the mid-1800s, 1850, 
all the Southern Baptist Convention believed in predestination. All of them. Nation. Now, the Democrats never believed in that. The Democrats are what they are. I remember reading, seeing an article on Ted Kennedy. He got drunk out in public. He got drunk a lot. And, but he was what he was. You could tell what he is, what he was, by the way he acted. He got drunk in public, crawled under the table, and started playing with some woman's legs in a big high-class restaurant and uh, up in Boston. Well, I expect that of these guys that call themselves liberal. But if a guy calls himself Christian and a Baptist or a Pentecostal, all of these people call themselves. I want you to understand, the most dangerous thing is the thing that looks kind of Christian, but is exactly not. They have stopped believing the truth in the Baptist churches. They all believe in free will. The two largest seminaries, Baptist seminaries in America, is Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Fort Worth, in Fort Worth, and Southern Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. And both of them were founded on the doctrines of predestination. They were founded on that. And all the Baptists preached, preached predestination. Southern Seminary said you couldn't be a professor there unless you preached the doctrines of election. They would fire you. And where do you get that? Well, how about, here's a book. Southern Baptists and the Doctrines of Election. It'll start with the first president of the Southern Baptist Convention, the second president, the third president, the fourth president. Goes up to about nine or ten presidents, and they all believed, I mean, hard predestination. They don't believe that at all now. No Baptist churches preach it. I think Southern Baptists are more leading the people away into apostasy than the liberal Democrats on the left. I believe these people are dangerous. I don't believe in any of the Southern Baptist churches. None of them tell the truth. None of them. I believe the preachers in America are these guys they are what they are they're just a bunch of sinners these I believe the preachers in America are insane you say what do you mean insane are they crazy they run around cutting themselves like that like that man of the gatherings no let me read the definition of insane to you Insane, not sane, mentally ill, deranged, 
Now we're going to have to define deranged to find out if they're insane. Deranged, very foolish, impractical, senseless. If you read Romans 8 and 29, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son. Every Southern Baptist preacher that I know of in this town or in Tennessee will say, that's not what it means. You could quote it verbatim. Mm -hmm. They don't have good sense. It means unsoundness. Unsoundness. of mind well what does sound mean sound in the Greek is the word H-U-G-I-A-I-N-O sound means uncorrupt words are these guys corrupted when they say well predestination don't mean that and I say Christmas is Christ mass any person with half sense can understand that you can go to any library in America go down here to an elementary school library and get a little bitty chair that those little bitty kids sit in and pull up to the to the dictionaries pull up to the encyclopedias pull out a world book encyclopedia which is what they have in elementary schools and open the C volume and it'll tell you Christmas is Christ Mass is Roman Catholicism there's people those preachers are crazy they cannot understand the truth I don't believe in the so called conservative Bible believing Christians in America they're the worst thing that's going on. They're the, they're the ones that are just real close to the truth. Close. Isn't there a verse on that? The Bible says, Mark them. Romans 16, 17. Mark them. Mark. Scopeo. We get our word scope from that. A scope is on a rifle. You aim at something, you point it out. This means to point out, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrines that you have learned. You know what's wrong with these preachers? They don't define anything. Divisions, decostasia. Decostasia. It means two stasis, two standings. They have a double standard and a double-minded man, a decostasia man, is unstable in all of his ways. These guys smile. They, you know what they've got? They've got a real nice Jesus. That's the wrong Jesus. I watch those guys on TV. And they do some of the craziest things. I was watching last night. I watched Mike Huckabee. Supposed to be a conservative. Guy's an idiot. If you notice, 
They have turned TBN up the street here in Nashville. It says Mike Huckabee in big letters, and it says TBN right on it. First of all, he's identifying with liars. If anyone comes preaching any of the doctrine, do not bid them Godspeed. Don't receive them into your house. Don't welcome them Godspeed, Caro. Is a form of the word charis. Charis is the word grace. It means unmerited favor. Grace, caro, means to receive them or be friends with them and be gracious to them. If you are gracious, I'm not saying, I'm not saying what you're supposed to do is be mean to people. Be impolite to them. I'm polite to everybody everywhere I go. But if I run against one of these preachers, I say, Mister, you need to repent. I have done that to two big name preachers in this town. Called them down publicly. Said, You call those people to repent in your church. They got mad at me. One of them got red in the face. Boy, he was broke out. Just swelled up all over. Eric was standing there with me. Eric said, Boy, he was mad. <laughs> I said, you call those people in your church to repent. That's not your fault. That's God's. He said, I might do that. Good grief. What a knucklehead. I might do that. He said, nobody liked you in town, Jim Brett. You go around preaching to everybody. I said, well, I certainly do. Isn't that our job? What a moron. He's pastor of a big Baptist church twin here in Gallatin. So, if you bid them Godspeed, you are partaker of their evil deeds. You don't have to be preaching what they're preaching. Just pat them on the back and send them on their way. Godspeed means to bid them farewell and tell them, I wish you good luck. That's what Mike Huckabee does. He had a guy on there last night. One of his... Republican cohorts. He said, we'd like to bring him out. He was on Dancing with the Stars and they had a shot of him dancing with this woman with hardly any clothes on. She looked practically naked. And they had that on the screen. I'm going, Mike, what are you doing? And then he had a comedian on the other, comedian on the other night, and all he did was make noises on a microphone. I thought, good grief, is that Christianity? I don't like Mike Huckabee. He comes on like a nice right-wing Republican. Oh, by the way, he used to be a pastor of a Baptist church in Arkansas. You know he didn't preach predestination. I'm absolutely sure of that. He was one time governor of Arkansas. He's friends with the world. If he's friends with the world, he's the enemy of God. He's one of the biggest moving up guys in the right wing conservative camp. But he let sin come in. He had he had Hank Williams' granddaughter sing last night. And I just thought, oh good grief. That's what we need. He probably knows Bill Clinton. Oh, he absolutely knows Bill Clinton. There ain't no doubt about that. He is a he ran for president on the last he was running for president of the last election. 
He didn't make it. He's the rising star of the conservatives in America. Now, Decostasia, two standings. That's what they've got in these churches. The right. The reason they call them the right and the left, they sit on the left, they sit on the right in the Senate. Then, offenses, scandalon. Scandalon. If you scandalize somebody, a scandalon was a trap stick. It was a little tree that they would bend over and they would put a noose on it and it would, a little rabbit would come along, it would snap his leg and break his leg and hold him till the hunter could get there. The Bible says if you cause, if you offend one of these little ones, it's better that you were, that you were tied a, a, a rock around your neck and you were cast into the sea in the 18th chapter of Matthew. So that's, a, if they're tripping up, mark them which cause divisions, two standings, and that you're, you're causing people to stumble. Contrary. This is a wonderful word, contrary. It's contrary to the doctrines that ye have learned. Doctrine is the word didache. People say doctrine don't matter. Doctrine is everything. Doctrine is the word instruction. You mean it don't matter how you hook up your computer? If it's got a plug, just plug anything in there? It don't matter how you construct a bicycle, just put the handlebars on the bottom of the back wheel. Is that okay? Instructions don't matter. It's everything. Instruction. Contrary is the word para. It is our word parallel. Parallel means it runs right alongside. Right alongside. Mark them which cause divisions and offenses that run right alongside. Contrary doesn't mean this is contrary over here that's going to hell and this over here is going to heaven. Contrary means it runs right alongside. It's got a Jesus. It's got a, it's got a, a, a born again but they don't tell you what that means. Born again is the word anothen. You must be born again, Nicodemus. Anothen. That means from above. It doesn't come from your will. It comes from God. Do these conservative Baptists preach that? They'll tell you you have to be born again, but they won't tell you what it is and what it means. It comes from the word anti. Anti means in opposition to or instead of. What they've got is a doctrine that's instead of Jesus, instead of instead of their flesh. That's what the most dangerous people in America are the ones that say America is Christian, and it's not. It's only Christian if Christians take their cross and die. You're not a Christian without death to self. 
I know some of these famous gospel singers. I'd like to run across one of them and say, if you don't have a daily cross, are you dying to sell? Some of them are real famous. One of the groups is a famous country group, used to be gospel. And I'd just like to ask them, if you don't have a daily cross, you're going to hell. The Bible says, He that beareth not his cross and followeth after me cannot be my disciple. You can't go to heaven without a daily cross. Do you have that in those country concerts you're singing? you have that in those gospel concerts when you're shining above everybody else? I'm real hard on living righteously. I wasn't in my 40s. I was trying to make a lot of money. As I've gotten old and God has beaten me up real good, I'm real hard on living right. And if you don't like that, you'll just have to leave because I'll always be hard on it. I'm hard on people that lie in the name of God. Especially, these are the people, the liberal left is what most people that call themselves Christians are against. And they have a parallel doctrine. It's got a Jesus, it's got a gospel, it's got a, it's got a spirit, and... They don't even know that there's two Jesus in the Bible, do they? Have you ever heard one of them talk about it? I never heard them talk about it. Second Corinthians 11 and 4. Paul is talking about some preachers that are coming to Corinth. He said they're preaching another Jesus, another spirit, another gospel that I did not preach he, he told the Corinthians I'm afraid that you might bear with those people and go along with them don't you believe that other Jesus it's an easy Jesus it's an easy Jesus it's the wrong Jesus the Jesus of the Bible says we have to suffer tribulation we must through much tribulation enter the kingdom of God. That word tribulation is a form of the word narrow. Straight is the gate. Narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. And only a few people are going to find it because they don't want these definitions of reality. We're living in some... America's evil because of the men who call themselves Christians. That's why it's evil. I don't believe America's a Christian nation any more than Russia's a Christian nation. Don't believe that. What he goes on to say, he says, they're preaching another Jesus, another Jesus, another spirit, another gospel now if you don't define these words you're not going to know what that means he goes on to tell you later in that chapter that the other Jesus is Satan Satan does not come wearing red horns a tail and a red suit with hooves on the bottom of him that's not the way he comes he comes looking like Jesus. The only way you can tell the difference between Jesus and Satan or the other Jesus is by what comes out of their mouth. He stands up there and looks like 
that picture he's got his little Cub Scout salute up there I think that's Cub Scout and then he's going I love everybody I love you and if you watch these preachers the so-called conservatives they talk about love and wonderful and God loves you all and I, I, I was watching the the Crystal Cathedral guy, Bob Schuler, Robert Schuler's son, it's just mush. It's just we all love God. Don't you just love God with all your heart and soul? Don't say predestination. Boy, that'll make them going to start trembling. And it was just wonderful to love God with all your heart. I think what they love is the other Jesus. It goes on to tell you who that other Jesus is. The other Jesus is Satan, transforming himself. Transforming himself into an angel of light. This is how he comes. I don't believe America, I believe it's hard for people in this congregation to recognize this. Sometimes people start bragging on, on one of these preachers. I see he lies. But he's popular, he looks handsome, and he's good looking, and he's, well, what does that have to do with anything? Because somebody's handsome, they got a good personality, you like them? My sister thought Billy Graham was wonderful and she didn't listen to nothing he said. Billy Graham lied. He was one of these... What's really funny is he ran with these people over here but he said he was one of these over here. You're talking about a compromiser. If you wanted to see who Billy Graham was, there's some verses that'll tell you about him. I had this... Orkin was doing some work on my house. I said, wasn't Billy Graham a real popular preacher? He said, he's probably the most popular preacher that lived. I said, you just indicted the man. I said, the Bible says, Woe unto you when all men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. If everybody likes you, Billy Graham was like the old Sarah Lee commercial. Nobody doesn't like Billy Graham. Nobody but me. I listened to him. He preached to accept Christ, which is a lie. He is more responsible for the sinner's prayer and the accept Christ running across America than any preacher that's ever lived. Charles Finney preached that in the 1800s. Billy Sunday preached that like 1910, 1905. He preached that back then. And they were just watered down nothing. This word... Metaschematizo is the word transformed. Meta, S-C-H-E-M-A-T-I-Z-O. Metaschematizo means to disguise oneself. Satan comes disguised as Jesus, and that's who these Baptists and Pentecostals go after is the other Jesus. The Jesus of the Bible says you have to take your cross and die daily or you can't be following me. But what is a daily cross? How do you get one? I ask people that when I tell them that. You know what a daily cross is? Every time. You want to know how to witness, give them something they can't refute. 
Just tell them, Jesus said, He that beareth not his cross and followeth after me cannot be my disciple there in Luke 14, 27. You can't be a follower of Christ without a cross. I know some of you are young. You haven't learned to bear one. But in the first century, the qualifications for bearing the cross, you had to be a criminal or a slave. They killed Jesus as a criminal, said he blasphemed the law, called himself God. So they killed him for his words. You say, how are they going to kill me for my words? Well, I keep saying death is the word Thanos or Thanatos. And it is agreed by the scholars that it means separation. It does not mean annihilation. That's why a man dies in hell forever. He's forever separated from God. And that's an eternal death. So, if you tell people, you don't have to be mean, hard, and you don't have to force it on anybody, but you get a chance... So somebody says something, you can say, well, that's not what that means. If you want to know, I'll tell you. I was with Mike down here at Bridgestone the other day, and we were about to leave, and Mike reached over the counter to the guy behind the counter, said, do you know that God creates evil and handed him a track? Just nothing said, just out of the clear blue. I thought, boy, that's brave, you know. That's gutsy. And he'll do that. And Dave will do that. They'll just say, hey, here's the track. Read this. This will tell you about the Lord. You can, you'll undergo a spiritual death if they resent this. They'll separate from you. And the next time they see you, they'll pull away from you. They may wave at you and say, I don't have time to talk, Jim. I got to go. And that's a type of a death or type of a cross that you're suffering. Now, metaschematizo means to disguise oneself. That's who this other Jesus is. And the, the Holy Spirit is the truth. If they preach another spirit, that's another truth which is a lie. It's not the truth. But they got him a Jesus. They call him Jesus. But it's actually Satan. You think you can mix truth and a lie and you can come up with a truth? Yeah, like I said, if you put one drop of strychnine in a cup of coffee, if you're going to kill your wife, don't hand her a, a bottle that has a cross, skull and crossbow and says poison on it. She ain't going to drink that. But get brew a real good cup of coffee and say, taste this. And then while she's not looking, put one drop of strychnine. And that's the way you kill somebody is that's what they're doing. They're giving a strychnine gospel. And the gospel is a resurrection. So if and resurrection is coming to life after dying, and if they have another gospel, they're not dying daily. Do you think these people are dying daily that call themselves upright Christians in America? I don't know any of them you can even talk to. Every time I talk to one that calls himself a Christian, and I get on the subject of predestination, or God's will being done, or death to self, or daily cross, or self-denial, they don't want to talk anymore. 
yet they'll call themselves right-wing conservative Christians. And I back the right-wing element and all the people. I back Donald Trump, and he cusses like a sailor. I don't back any presidential candidate. I'm, and the, here's what people will say. Well, you got to vote for the lesser of two evils. Who said so? You? You know what the lesser of two evils is? It's the worst of two evils. Because it's the evil that so-called Christians will vote for. Now, I've got more things that I want to say about this. So we have to pull away from people who preach another Jesus, another spirit, another gospel. And that's what the... I believe that's what the Southern Baptists in America are serving is the other Jesus. The other Jesus is the most dangerous thing in America. Not Satan, not not Satanism. When when Anton LaVey had the Church of Satan out in California and you walked into this auditorium they had pictures of Satan and and uh pentagrams all over the place is supposed to be a picture of Satan. Would that bother me? No. Let me see. Let me draw a pentagram. And they, they make this Satan and they have his beard here and his eyes here. Does that bother me? You had to step on the face of Jesus as you walked into the church of Satan that they had in the had in some kind of stone. Would that bother me? No, because that's another Jesus. They think they're putting down Jesus and they're not. The people that are more dangerous than anybody are the religious people in America. Me and Roger are always talking about the preachers we knew, the independent Baptists that we knew. We knew a lot of them, a lot of the same ones. Because he used to go to an independent Baptist church, and I was my father was an independent Baptist. What really gets me the the Southern Baptist taught predestination. They came to a place in the teens, nineteen fifteen, nineteen twenty, where they started ceasing to preach predestination, and that's where the independent Baptists come from. You independents, if you're watching. And J. Frank Norris organized the first independent Baptist movement out of Fort Worth, Texas. He pulled away from the Southern Baptist Convention. And his, the head of his seminary was Roy Kemp. And he was a dear friend of mine. I made, I made it my business to become his friend because he taught predestination. Well, the independent Baptist, the longer we live and exist in this world we live in the further away from truth men get evil men and seducers wax worse and worse and the independent Baptist split in 1955 and that free willers went to went to Missouri went to went to uh, Springfield Springfield Missouri and started the Baptist Bible College and they were all free will and we're on TV in Springfield, Missouri. I hope some of them are watching. And the Free Willers moved there, and out of that came John R. Rice, 
one of the most famous of the independent Baptists, and he hated predestination. He wrote a book called Predestinated for Hell. No. John R. Rice was an ignorant man, really respected by their community. And out of that came Tennessee Temple, which is another... They all had to end up... And all of these famous independent Baptists, Jerry Falwell come out of that. I know how Jerry Falwell is. My father was one of them. When I would listen to him, I felt like I was listening to my father. He didn't say nothing. And they all believe and accept Christ as your personal Savior. And the Bible doesn't teach that. And they don't even bother to see if that's true. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Natural is the word sukikos. It means the man of the senses, the sensual man. This man here in the flesh doesn't receive spiritual things. Receive is the word dekomai. It comes from the word dek, which is the word ten in the Greek. A decade is ten years. And dekomai means to reach out the ten fingers and accept an offer that's been given. The Bible says dead men do not accept anything spiritual. Will you accept Christ after you're born again? You have to be birthed first. They preach sinner's prayer for salvation. I'm not saying everybody that prays the sinner's prayer is lost. I prayed it a hundred times. But I didn't realize the fact that I was calling upon God meant I was a believer. How shall they call on Him and whom they've not believed? Belief is the method of salvation. And all the independent Baptists and the, and the Southern Baptists are preaching, accept Christ and pray this prayer to get to go to heaven. Will you accept the things of God after you're born again by the will of God? We're born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. You can get one of these books on the Southern Baptist. I don't have time to read out of it. It's by Ralph Self. You can order this off of the Internet. And if you've been in a Southern Baptist church, man, they say some things in here that are just some of these presidents of the Southern Baptist Convention say things that just just, just will cut into your heart. They, they used to believe the truth. They don't now. You Southern Baptists out there, you preach another Jesus, another spirit, another gospel. That's what you're doing. You, I know I seem to be hard on preachers. I am. They're lying. Preachers in America are insane. They can't reason. Insane means the inability to reason. Sane means a healthy mind able to make sound, rational judgment. They're irrational. If you're insane, you're irrational. You can't think straight. What is it that's caused these people to do this? Money, power. They're not going to tell the truth. They're going to run their wolves off and the wolves make the building payment. I don't like people who don't tell the truth. Did you call them present-day Pharisees? Well, they are Pharisees because the Pharisees had the halakha where they changed the meaning of the Word of God, and that's what they've done. The most dangerous people in America are the so-called Christians. Can you understand that? They're the ones that's leading people away. These guys over here don't lead the Christians away. They go play games with some modernist Episcopal church that believes in lesbian preachers. 
And you know the Episcopal Church believes that. They've got lesbian preachers. <laughs> that is nearly funny, isn't it? These people don't bother me. The left-wing Democrats and and they believe in abortion. Evil men and seducers are going to wax worse and worse. The people that lead people astray are the so-called Christians in America. They don't know, have any idea what anything means. When when sane means rational, insane means irrational. And you can't think straight. These people can't think straight because they like their big salaries. They like their big uh, their big housing alliance. They some of them get thirty, forty thousand dollars a year car alliance. They get their IRAs. They get their insurance, and they can't afford to change and tell the truth. If they do, they're going to have to resign their church. The deacon's going to fire them, and they're going to end up down here selling furniture at Rafferty's. Oh, well, what a Haggerty's. <laughs> At Haggerty's, next door. <laughs> Haggerty's? Haggerty's. Haggerty's. They'll be furniture salesmen. Either that or start selling insurance. They can't give up that money and that power. Can they? The people I have something against are the so-called conservatives. They're not conservative. They... They don't even conserve. They don't know that conservative in America is not conservative. I got a book here written by Richard Shankman. I got several of his books here. Here's one, Legend, Lies, and Myths of American History. I looked him up last night. I look him up once in a while. I love Paul Revere, whether he wrote or not. He tells you the truth about American history. And he wrote a book... On, now, he's not out to get people. He's not grinding an axe. He's just telling you the truth about America. Now, I want to show you how unconservative the Republican right is. They talk about these, these men that... Uh, if I can find it here. All right. There was something called <laughs> This is funny, I just saw this statement here. This is all the presidents and he levels all of them. He is uh, just a historian. He would appear from time to time on Larry King live and Mr. King wouldn't ask him questions that were controversial. He'd say, you're the presidential historian. What about this? What about that? He's a graduate of Harvard, researcher for the Library of Congress, a doctorate in history. He's a professor at one of the, at one of the big colleges up north. And this tells you about what he says about George Washington. George Washington was a crook. We're not even conservative concerning George Washington. George Washington was, uh, he lived by the doctrine of discovery, which was on our books. And uh, let me see here. I want to read something to you. All right. He was, 
they thought that he was uh, during his lifetime some people liked him some people hated him the doctrine of discovery was a doctrine that was put out by the Pope when Columbus came to America the Pope at that time was Pope Alexander he was one of the Borgias and he was a he was a Spanish Pope Spain is Roman Catholic uh, Ferdinand and Isabella that gave Columbus and financed his expedition to America were Roman Catholics Columbus was Roman Catholic so he was told according to this doctrine of discovery you can go to America wherever you put a flag if you put it on a river everywhere that river goes you can claim that land in the name of Spain for yourself because these Native Americans are not humans they don't have souls it don't matter if you kill them or not that's in you can get that book doctrine of discovery over here at Barnes and Noble or they can order it for you all the all the men in early America were proponents of the doctrine of discovery including Thomas Jefferson including Ben Franklin including George Washington and George Washington stole 10,000 acres of Indian land simply because we're talking about conservative and liberal and people think George Washington was conservative he stole this land from the American Indian because he could and he was a surveyor so he just surveyed it off to himself and pretended they didn't exist now that's the kind of conservative history we have if you get around anybody that knows anything about American history they'll tell you these things everybody that graduated from college with a degree in history we got one person here Dan Wilson Dan's got a degree in history he said I've heard a lot of that stuff you're talking about Jim I hadn't heard all of it but he said I've heard a lot of it let me see if I can find this here I was looking for about all right. Here we go. Fourteen ninety three. Huh? It's fourteen ninety three. Doctrine of Discovery. It's fourteen ninety three. Fourteen ninety three. The Doctrine of Discovery. It is an unbelievable book. All right. Let me read some of this on George Washington. Uh, this is on George Washington talking about we have fallen for the myth that the presidents today are somewhat morally inferior to the presidents in the past he said that's a myth these guys were sinners just like everybody today which in turn has bred a discouraging disillusionment it isn't moral character of the presidents that has changed they remained about as moral as ever they haven't changed between the time of Washington and Lincoln there were 16 presidents each of them had either a mother or a father who was deeply religious deeply moral both John Adams and John Quincy Adams had grandparents who were ministers Jackson's mother hoped he would become a minister Polk's mother was a great grandniece of John Knox the founder of the Scottish Presbyterianism but these men weren't because they got in power and they got tempted by the money and the power 
Let me see here. I was going to read this about George. Preparing to marry. George Washington, out searching for a wife, married the richest woman in Virginia. James Buchanan, who was an avowed homosexual, who was one of our presidents in the 1800s, went after the daughter of one of the richest men in the United States. Abraham Lincoln married one of Springfield's few aristocrats. James Garfield married the, the daughter of the founder of the college. Most presidents married up so they could make their way in the political field. I was looking for the thing on Washington. I thought I had it marked, but I don't guess I did. Uh, let me see if I got it here. Talks about Washington just had no principle, how he stole land, how he did what he wanted to do. I'll find that and read that to you another time. But he wasn't a Christian. He said he was a deist. A deist is a man who believes there's a God out there, but he doesn't believe in Jesus. Just believes God spun all this in orbit and walked away. I'm going to talk to you some more about sound doctrine. Irrational means lacking the power of reason, contrary, absurd, mental, unsounding. The Bible speaks of sound doctrine, which means uncorrupt. These preachers today are corrupt, all of them. If they won't discuss predestination, if they won't recognize Christmas, Christ's Mass, they all know it was against the law to celebrate Christmas 300 years ago in America. Let me give you that again. The reason it was against the law was because there were people in Europe that before the Puritans came to America, you had families in Europe. You had the Albigans family. You had the Huguenots. You had the Cathars. These were families in Europe. And they were slaughtered by the Roman Catholic Church. The Cathars, the Albigans, I don't know if that's how you spell it, the Albigans family, you had the Huguenots, this was, that was a, settled in France, these and other families were were slaughtered by the Roman Catholic Church about 700 years under the Inquisition. You had many forms of the Inquisition. And most people don't even know this and don't even care. The Inquisition was organized by a man named Tokimata. I think that's the way you spell it. Tokimata was a priest. He was a he was a Jesuit priest. And he started the Inquisition. They had a Roman Catholic Inquisition. They had a Portuguese Inquisition. They had a Spanish Inquisition. And as one of these would go down, the other would rise. They would go out. You can read Fox's Book of Martyrs and Read all about this, Fox's Book of Martyrs.
It will tell you how that they would go out to a town they had and inspector general that would be the man that would be head of the inquisition he would go into a town and the people that were christians he would tell them you have to partake of the sacrament of the mass and you have to denounce what you've been believing about jesus and about we are the only ones in truth the roman catholic church and you are a heretic and if you wouldn't partake of the sacrament of the mass they would torture you. They would peel your skin off, disjoint you, pull your fingernails out. This is what they call Roman Catholic Christianity. And they would slaughter and kill. They killed 60 million people in a 700-year period. Some say, some will say, well, it was only 150 to 200 thousand people what difference does that make if you're slaughtering 200,000 people as opposed to 60 million that would be Catholics that tried to downplay the amount of people that were killed but the Catholic Church did that so these families got together they were meeting preaching the things that we preach and they got together and said we will go to this new land we will purify it of all Roman Catholic influences. And what they did, they outlawed Christmas, Halloween. They outlawed Easter. Easter is Ishtar. It's the resurrection of Tammuz in the ancient world. People say, what difference does it make as long as you put Jesus in it? Well, the Jesus you put in it, Christmas in the ancient world was an orgy that lasted for seven days in Rome from the 17th of December until the 24th that was the orgy of the Saturnalia which they brought into the church and renamed Christ Mass why do I know these things and Baptist preachers don't know it because I've studied my brains out on it I don't believe in anything that even looks like Christmas I don't believe anything that smells like it. It is the very same system as Baal and the Grove in the Old Testament, the tree goddess and the fire god, and that's what all the lights are at Christmas. And preachers say they don't know this. I heard John MacArthur say, I am familiar with the Feast of Saturn at the end of December in the ancient world, and I know that December the 25th was the birthday of Mithra, the chief son of God of Babylon. However, we're going to use these days to glorify God. God says, I don't care how you use them. I don't want you to use these pagan days. Therefore, shall you keep my ordinance that you commit not any one of these abominable customs. He didn't say don't worship their gods he said don't commit the customs they'll lead you away is Christmas bad oh yeah everybody likes it the gangster likes it the harlot likes it the southern baptists like it are you against on southern baptists this morning they used to believe the truth I'm after somebody that has apostatized so far not to even speak of the charismatics they're crazy. They're crazy, crazy. I am fed up with the preachers in America. I don't know. I wouldn't. I used to 
really have a tender spot in my heart for John MacArthur. Sometimes he'll preach right straight down the line on predestination. Then he'll turn around and contradict it the next week. That breaks my heart. I don't know of a preacher in America that I would go to their church if I couldn't talk. Would not. Do you know what that feels like? I am grieved. I am so sad. I look out my window every day and I think, God, when are you going to come back and get me out of here? I can't stand the world because all of the goody-goodiness about it is not goody-goody. I've got a list of all these things. Let me read the word irrational to you. Lacking the power of reason, contrary or absurd. It's absurd when you quote Romans 8.29 to say, well, I don't believe in that predestination. You have to believe it. It's in the Bible. And it's not the word predestinate. It is the word prohorizo. That's the word predestinate. Forget predestinate. Throw it out the window. For whom he did foreknow, he also did prorizo before bound inside the horizo. And that is our word horizon. It is the light. And that is Christ. That's Jesus. He has pre-Jesused us before the foundation of the world. And people will say, well, it don't mean that. It means something else. What does it mean? Well, I don't know, but it don't mean that because I don't think God would do that. Your problem is you don't think. Irrational means lacking in the power to reason. means absurd mental unsoundness. When you look up rational, irrational, sane, insane, crazy, they always talk about unsound, and the Bible has much to say about sound doctrine. Uncorrupt words of God, Ugiano, or the Baptist the Baptist ones I'm after, I was raised in a Baptist preacher's home. He didn't know anything about this. I didn't teach what my father's teaching. I had to learn it on my own with the help of God. Lacking the power of reason, contrary, absurd, mental unsoundness, unreasonable. People are unreasonable when you tell them Christmas is Christ's Mass. You tell them it was against the law to celebrate Christmas 300 years ago in America. We've only been celebrating Christmas about 120, 25 years in America. Read Battle for Christmas. That's a book you can get. Christmas in the mid-1800s sounded like Halloween. Young guys would go from house to house and demand liquor. And if you wouldn't give them liquor, they'd put your wagon on top of your barn or do some damage to your house. That's trick-or-treat. Holy mercy. Utterly illogical nature, which is contrary to reason or bad judgment. Willfulness, prejudice responsible for that which is not justified by reason. That's what these preachers are preaching. I've tried to talk to preachers about predestination. That ain't what it means. If they never learn what it means, they are stupid. Stupid is the word, ba'ar in the Hebrew, 
Ba'ar means having the understanding of an animal that cannot learn. Ba'ar. It's the word alogos. In the New Testament Greek, the alpha primitive negates the word. It means no logos, no word of God in their heart. I got a list here of things that they're rational about. They're rational about predestination. Predestination is not about God's predestined us. The word predestinate is wrong because it looks like pre-destiny. Well, everybody has a destiny if it's a bad destiny. you got to tell what predestination is about to be able to believe it. It's about the last half of that verse. For whom he did foreknow. Whom. Doesn't say what God foreknew, but he did know what. He knew everything is going to happen because he's declared the end from the beginning and from ancient times, everything that's not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I'll do all my pleasure. Isaiah 46 and 10. Solomon said, Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. And nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. You can't add one thing or take one thing away from what God is doing, and He's doing all things. And forever is the word olam. And olam means it always has been, and it always will be. It's been in the mind of God from forever to forever. That's what He's done. I can't even fathom when God knew me before the foundation of the world. What, did he know me a million years ago? Or did he know me ten million years ago? Did he know me a trillion years ago? I have always been his. Goats have always been goats, sheep or sheep. And let me say this to you again. I told a guy this on the phone yesterday. Quit arguing with people about whether they believe the truth or not. We're not looking for goats to turn into sheep. Goats have always been goats. They'll always be goats and they'll be in hell one day. If you don't argue with your family, does anybody argue with their family? Quit that. <laughs> if you argue with your family or your friends or your acquaintances, first of all, they shouldn't be your friends if they're not in truth. They can be your acquaintances, but you're not supposed to run with them. And that includes your family. Boy, sometimes that's really hard to get over, isn't it? All you have to do is talk in a sane voice and tell them truth defined. You know what's wrong with these people? They don't like definition. They don't like just just small points of the scripture. I like the I want to know what the gender is. I want to know what whether it's masculine or feminine or neuter gender. I want to know whether it's first, second, or third person, I, you, they. I want to know that. I want to know if it's what tense it is, if it's past tense or future tense. I want to know if it's aorist indicative, that's past tense. You got different kinds of aorist indicative verbs. Some that happened in the past, some that happened in the past and keep happening. How much time do I have? 26. 
the thing that these preachers don't preach, David Cross, death to self, self-denial. When you have one of my favorite verses, Luke 9, 23, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. That is one of the most important verses in the New Testament because deny, take, follow are all commands. They're imperative moods in the Greek. And Jesus is saying it, so he is saying, if you're mine, you have to deny self. That is a requirement. And I'm not asking you if you will deny self. It's in your heart. I am commanding you to deny self. Period. That's the end of the sentence. I'm commanding you to take your cross and follow me. You have to if you're a Christian. Somewhere, somebody's got to be crucifying you. You can't be a Christian without making somebody mad. But you don't have to jump their case and jump all over them. All you have to do is tell them. If they elect, they'll hear. If they're not, they won't. And I love that follow. Everywhere you find follow, akulatheo, A-K-O-U-L-A-T-H-E-O. Akulatheo means to be in the same way. There's only one way that Jesus is in. It's the narrow way. And narrow is the word thalibo, T-H-L-I-B-O. And it is a form of the word tribulation. It is the verb form of the noun tribulation, which is the word thalipsis. You have to be in the tribulation way somewhere in your life. You've got to make somebody mad enough to want to destroy you. Somewhere. Does anybody have a hard time saying something to somebody where they will hate you for it? I'm not saying chew them out. Tell them the truth. I love to tell people, did you know that without a daily cross you cannot be a follower of Christ? He said so there in Luke the 14th chapter, verse 27, that he that beareth not his cross and followeth after me cannot be my disciple. Disciple is the word mathetes. It means a learner. How can you learn the truth, the truth, and obey God? We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath ordained that we should walk in these good works of God. You can't walk in the truth if you can't learn what they are. If you're not learning it, God's going to have to beat you up some more. You're not any better than me, much less Jesus. God has beat me. He beat me up for about 30 or 35 years before he got my attention. And I was a preacher and a singer. And I thought, oh, this is good enough. No, it wasn't. God has made me a fanatic. I am a fan of Jesus. Are you fanatic yet? I only want to talk about these things. That's, 
If I can't be around somebody that wants truth, I don't want to be around them. I don't care if it's my family, if it's my son or my daughter or my grandkids. If they don't ever want the truth, I don't want to be around them. The Bible tells me to withdraw from them. People don't really want the Bible, do they? These people don't know the method of salvation. They don't know that we have to be hated by the world. I've said this from the pulpit. I've said it personally to people. I have never heard a preacher read John the 15th chapter starting in verse 18 and emphasize those verses right there. Never heard anybody. If the world hated me, it will hate you. Did they hate Jesus? Well, they killed him for what he said. Does the world hate you yet for your stand? You're either one of two things. You're either undeveloped believer. You haven't added to your faith these seven things in Second Peter 1 and 5. Or your vessel of wrath fitted to destruction. Pray that God will deal with you. We don't need to be fighting each other. We don't need to be beating people in the head. Just tell people the truth. And watch how they react. They won't like you. If you're really a believer, does anybody have a hard time with this? Thank you for raising your hand. The rest, huh? I love witnesses. <laughs> How public Mary attacks people before I get to. She she walks in front of me and, and she starts telling them about predestination and Christmas and I'll step forward. She says, I'm handling this. <laughs> so I let her. I didn't used to be. I was afraid. Yeah. But well, when you're telling the truth, you're not doing it out of anger. No. It's kind of like saying Mary had a little lamb. It's fleece as white as snow. Well, you I like didn't that? witness when I didn't know anything. Yeah. She didn't witness when she didn't know anything. She said it in my teaching so long. She knows these verses. She knows the words. And it's no. It's, she said the right words. It's knowing these words and knowing the truth and being able to recall these verses. You don't have to say them verbatim. Say Adam. And learn to talk to people and tell them the truth. Don't you want them to know the truth? I do. I want them to know. And besides that, it's the greatest thrill in the world to run across a sheep. It is. I have people calling me saying, "You are the. This is the greatest thing in the world. I love you, and man, I you don't know what how much you mean to me, because I've heard you tell the truth." Most people won't stand up in a pulpit and call down the Baptist church because they're supposed to be conservative. We believe in Jesus. You believe in the wrong Jesus, you guys. I don't even think they know that. They think I'm just bitter. Well, I am bitter. We're supposed to be bitter. We're supposed to drink the bitter herbs of the spiritual Passover. Don't have time to go into that. They don't have any idea what the word love means. They don't know what the word love, believe, faith. They don't have any idea. If you ask a, a preacher, how do you believe God? Well, you just believe Him. You just believe in Him. 
First of all, you pray the sinner's prayer. No, you don't. You can't pray a prayer until you believe in how shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? I just I am really my great my pet peeve is men who call them conservative Bible believing Christians. First of all, they're not conserving. They're not conservative. They don't have any idea what it means. They say these are the people we're against is the liberals. These bunch of Democrats over here. I used to be a right wing Republican conservative. I wanted to go out and kill all the commies in Vietnam and attack Russia and bomb everybody over there because we're a Christian nation. I was traveling in churches preaching in a bunch of independent Baptist churches and Pentecostal churches. And I thought if I stand here long enough, I'll get them to liken me enough where I can where I can tell them the truth about predestination. You don't ever get to a place where people like you enough where you can tell them that. You either tell them and they're sheep or you can tell them and they're goats. And they never will be sheep. But I turned around and looked at all these conservative, Bible-believing preachers and I said to myself, these guys don't believe the truth. They're not talking truth. And I quit them. I quit being a conservative right-wing Republican. I stopped. you got to remember, the right-wing and left-wing belong to the same bird. <laughs> <laughs> That's what an Indian said. He said, the right-wing and the left-wing belong to the same bird. <laughs> That's funny. I got a list of things. They don't have any idea. And they'll all tell you, even scholars will tell you, that love, one word for love, are two words in the Greek, agape and phileo, and they will tell you they are interchangeable. They are not. Phileo means affection. Or to like something. Agape was walking in the commandments of a king or in a superior walking commandments. The problem with these preachers is they don't investigate the meaning of the words by defining them and going I go into my concordance I take one word and I'll read it over and over again in all these different verses and see how it's connected together I do that I've got a concordance at home that's all to pieces I use it so much I've wore out two or three others and I got them on my bookshelf at home and they're all to pieces. Phileo means to like. You can like God or your dog or cake or you like to get drunk. You like to... You can like anything. We get the word friend. Friend from that. You can like your friend. Jesus said, you are my friends if, if you do what I tell you, do the things that I say. That's agape. 
Second John 6, this is love, this is agape, that we walk after his commandments. This is the definition for agape, best, de- best definition in the world for agape. And preachers say it has the same meaning as philos. It does not. Even John MacArthur says they're interchangeable. Are you out of your mind or what? Oh, that's why God put two different words in there because they mean the same thing, right? No. He said, I have affection for you if you walk in my commandments. So phileo is conditional. There's no such thing as unconditional love. And they say that, and that's crazy. It's because they don't know the difference between these two words. When the Bible says, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated, and people say, you're not supposed to hate. Well, God hates, and I hate those that God hates with a perfect hatred, David said. I hate all workers of iniquity, God said in Psalms 5 and 5. And you say hate to some people. You know, oh, we love everybody, and I love all men. I love all people. You're liars. I love everybody. You do. Well, you're lying through your teeth. And those are the people who get mad quicker than anybody else. Conservative, right-wing Christians. Yeah, I hope y'all know that I'm using that as an insulting term for them. Don't believe in them. They don't want to talk predestination, death to self, daily cross, self-denial. They don't want to talk about Christmas being pagan. They don't want to talk about Easter being pagan. Easter... Christmas, Halloween, Mardi Gras, Valentine's are all the same thing in the pagan world. Demons, genies, fairies, guardian angels, genius are all the same thing under different cultures in the ancient world. They're all the same thing. If you believe in Halloween, you're believing in Christmas. If you believe in Christmas, you're believing in Halloween. You're just calling something different. I keep saying this. Israel celebrated Christmas under another name 4,000 years ago in Israel. It was called Baal in the Grove. The fire and tree worship. Where was I? Jacob have I loved. Love is agape there. It's walking in the commandments of God. Who did God give his commandments to in the Old Testament? I think he gave them to Israel, didn't he? Jacob's name was changed to Israel in Genesis, the 32nd chapter, when he wrestled with the angel of God. The angel of God said, what is your name? He said, Jacob, Jacob, which means he'll catch one who trips people up. He said, from now on, your name will be called Israel to prevail with God. So God loved Jacob. How many of his commandments did he give to Esau? None. When people say he loved Esau less, you mean he gave Esau three of the commandments and gave Jacob all the rest of them? No, he didn't give Esau any of them. And he doesn't give the vessels of wrath in it because he only writes on the hearts, fleshy tables of the heart of his people, his believers. And you don't have anything to do with writing those commandments on the heart. That's him. He does that. And it's the same thing as baptism. 
They don't know what baptized mean. John MacArthur knows something about it. Because I heard him having a baptismal service on radio. How can you do that on radio? And you can hear the splashing of the water. They're down in the water. And he made the statement. If we baptize people the way we should, we'd put them under the water and we wouldn't let them up. Well, he knows that much about it. But does he know that it means to stain with a dye and a blood baptism was a death or a martyrdom and he's washed us from our sins in his own blood and there's one baptism and none of those Baptists know that. They don't know that baptize was an infinitive. They don't even know what an infinitive is in the English. I doubt unless one of them took, was an English major. That's a verbal noun. A verbal noun means the movement of the fluid comes from an outer source and it comes to cover and it stains and dies. What amazes me, you look up baptize in your Strong's Concordance and it will say baptizo to cover and then it will say see babto and babto says means to stain with a dye it says it in the strongs you know that bothered me till I figured out till I read out of out of this McClinic and Strong out of the B volume baptizo was an infinitive, a verbal noun. It is a noun, which is a person, place, or thing, but it has verbal character. It means something is coming in, moving, that's God's blood, that's Jesus' blood that God is shedding upon fleshy tables of our heart when he sprinkles our hearts. We're elected obedience in the sprinkling of blood. If there's one baptism, it is not water. It's not H2O, it's blood. I, are these preachers missing all these verses? When Jesus tells James and John, can you be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with? Are you, are, are both of you able to be dipped in water? One of them says, no, I'm allergic to water. There are people allergic to water. What about people that are allergic to water? Do they have to go to hell? Huh? Is that crazy? If there's one baptism, it's either blood or it's H2O. I know Jesus was washed in water. That was a proselyte baptism, and I don't even have time to go there. They don't even know that we're in the apostasy. You know what they think the apostasy is? At the pre-trib rapture, then the man of sin or the Antichrist is going to come on the scene. Antichrist is going to come on the scene and start ruling the world and say, I'm the Antichrist, and all the newspapers are going to have Antichrist arrives. That's crazy. And that's what they think. That's the way they think it happens. The apostasy is here now, apostasis. Apostasis, apo means removal. Stasis means upright. And in the morphemes, word shapes. In word shapes, 
morphemes from stasis we get the word staros which is the word cross there has been a removal of the daily cross in the world by these good upstanding conservative Baptists, Pentecostals, people that call themselves conservative Christians. To talk about the Pentecostals being conservative is, is putting it mildly. They are, Pentecostalism is an evil, wicked doctrine. Everything in it. The tongues. The tongue is not the word tongue. People write me and say, you're an evil man, you don't believe in tongues. Well, there's glossa and dialectos. Those are the two words for tongue. What are you going to do with it? Glossa means foreign language. What amazes me, one of the things that amazes me is the Baptists will say, we don't believe in tongues. Well, what do you believe glossa is? What do you believe dialectos is? The Baptists don't have any answer for the tongues of the Pentecostals, but I have, because it's glossa means foreign language, dialect, dialectos, they had a different dialect of the common street language in every city state, and they said, how here we ever man, and our own dialect wherein we were born. That's what it says in the original text. Not how here we ever man, how here we ever man, and our own jibber jabber. Because that's what that Pentecostal tongues is. It's jabbering. And people get insulted when I say that. If you're speaking in tongues, you're doing something evil. Tongues are over. I'm, I'm out of time, Mike. I want to discuss Halakha with you. I want to discuss spiritual Passover, which they don't believe. They believe in Passover, crackers and grape juice, which is not what they were doing. They were eating the last Passover, and we're in a spiritual Passover. Christ is the Passover lamb. We, being many, are one bread and one body. And the cup of blessing was the third cup of the Passover, and that's in 1 Corinthians ten seventeen. And the bitter herbs is what we're going through, being sad and weary and... I'm very sad. I stay sad every day. If you learn enough, you'll get very sad and weary. Like Mary said, you'll want to witness more the more you learn. They don't know anything about the handwriting of ordinances. Never heard a preacher preach on that. Didn't know anything about it. How man is saved. They got a sinner's prayer to accept Christ, and that's not true. Belief. Believe is the verb, faith is the noun. I didn't know how those two came together when I was young. Have you ever questioned that? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved, for by grace you saved through faith. Faith is the word pistis, P I S T I S. P I S T is the stem that remains the same. P-I-S-T-E-U-O is the word believe. E-U-O, this is the verb, this is the noun. They're the same word. One shows what you do. He that doeth truth cometh to the light. They've got, they've got it wrong. They've got invitation hymns. God's not inviting anybody. He's commanding his sheep to come. And you will at some time in your life.
There's this other Jesus. The Pazzi Confession people are idiots. Idiotes. Completely unlearned. They don't know they're supposed to be reproached. Everybody wants to be famous and well-liked. Bless you to you when men shall reproach you. Anizo, O-N-E-I-D-I-Z-O. Infamous. You're not supposed to be liked by everybody. You're supposed to have more enemies than you got friends. I got enough enemies, as the old saying goes, to choke a horse. I got a lot of enemies. I sound negative today. Well, I am. When you look up the word deny, it will say, in Webster's Dictionary, it will say negative. You're to be negative to this world. They don't know what demons are. That's self. Boy, the thing they don't know, these guys don't know, and they can't do it because I don't believe, I don't believe most preachers in pulpits in America are believers. I don't believe they're Christians. Do you think God didn't know how to make Isaiah tell the truth? You think God didn't know how to make Jeremiah tell the truth and be so persecuted they hung him in human waste? You think he didn't know how? It takes a lot of guts, but the more you know about anything, the more you want to talk about it. Watch my DVDs. Take notes on them. If you take notes when you're watching me teach and you don't ever look at them again, you'll learn more than if you don't take notes. Did you know that? you remember that. What was that word? I'm out of time. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for truth. Lord, help me. Give me strength. I'm really tired, Lord. I'm grieved just like you were when you were here. I'm sorrowful. Fight my battles. Anyone that would try to destroy the ministry, Lord, you deal with them. I'm not going to. I can't. Help us in everything. As I said, fight our battles for us. Lead us to your elect. In Christ's name, amen. this to somebody and they listen <laughs> well no one I you just noticed. keep talking just keep on and once in a blue moon you'll run across a believer yeah. there ain't many of them out there no I just would love my children to listen to me I wish my daughter would listen but she won't I wish my brother and my sister would listen but they won't <laughs>